Hello, Set Listening Bruce listeners. This is Jesse Jackson. I wanted to tell you about a new online shop. Friend of the podcast, Karen Burgess Lane, has opened a online shop on Etsy devoted to vintage and homemade Bruce Springsteen items. The shop is called Springsteen Mania, and she is having a 20% off grand opening sale from March 3rd to March 10th. Just enter the promo code GRAND20, that's G-R-A-N-D-20, at the checkout to get 20% off your entire purchase plus free shipping. And Karen, because she is the best, 20% of all her profits goes to Music Cares, one of Springsteen's favorite charities. If you go to www.eatsies.com, shop backslash Springsteen Mania, you will find something that you will love. Uh, Once again, go to Karen Eatsies and do a search for Springsteen Mania and put a note that uh, Jesse at Set Listing Bruce sent you there. I'd appreciate it. And... Now, here is the episode. Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is my favorite Springsteen blogger and one of the newest Springsteen podcasters, uh, Peter Chanka. How you doing, Peter? I'm all right, Jesse. How are you? I am great. I am enjoying your... Um, your podcast going over the results of the poll because it's not it's sort of half a podcast (laughs) you know nice and short get to the point play a few clips but it is fun to sort of look at the results of those polls and go over the winners i I do the top 10 um every month on the podcast and it's usually less than less than 15 minutes just sort of cycle through with a little commentary and it's been fun to put those together i I put it on my bragging montage that I was invited on the very uh, the premiere episode as a special guest chair. It's true. So, you are still the one and only guest yes, I've had so far. I feel very honored. Um, how is that going? Are you are you still enjoying it? Yeah, it's fun. Well, it's interesting. I, I sort of started doing the polls. We've done them all along, on and off. Uh, but I sort of started doing it as a regular thing, partially because there wasn't a heck, a, lot of, a heck of a lot of news to report, you know, particularly since Broadway ended and, you know, Bruce is sort of uh, doing his own thing, where whatever that may be. Um, there's not a lot, of, a ton of news out there. So we thought, well, this is a fun way to sort of get people thinking and talking about Springsteen stuff uh, during a slow time. And it's really taken off. I, I'm amazed at the number of responses we tend to get on these questions People really enjoy, seem to enjoy doing it, and when I ask them to 
elaborate with personal stories that, you know, I always get a, a fair number of those that I, I can share. So it's become sort of a fun monthly thing that we do on the blog. The trick is coming up with a Springsteen-related question every month, um, which <laughs> I think we had to do love songs in February. For yeah, that was, that was, yeah. That was a gimme. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, it, it, I may run out. <laughs> I may have to do a poll about what the next question should be pretty soon. What what I find funny is, um, you know, I, I saw this poll and I said, hey, I wonder if he is going to do, you know, favorite open tra- opening tracks. And so I actually, I said, that would be a really good podcast, but I didn't want to steal your shtick. So that's why I reached out to you I'm like, hey, are you planning to do this one? You're like, I had not thought of that one. Go ahead. Feel free. Right. So, but now I might do it and see if what the people come up with match what you did. I think that yeah, might be a fun I think experiment. so too. Uh, because I did get a lot of uh, people back and forth of, you know, um, Outlaw Pete got some love. You know, a couple of people said, hey, you know, I think it's a better song. It's definitely not the worst opening track. And uh, so, yeah, I think that would be a really fun uh, poll. Yeah, I think Well, I'm going to add it to the list. Okay, we'll very good. Uh, get get that one going. Um, anything else exciting coming up on the blog? Not too much. I, like I said, I, I'm, ready, I'm ready for the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, we know that, presuming that the album that Bruce was talking about coming out this year is that one that has been in the can for you know quite some time now. Uh, some of it recorded, I think, in the same session as Wrecking Ball, and so it's it's been it's been hanging out there. Um, so really, I imagine could drop at any time that he feels it would be a good time to do it. There's a lot of talk about a possible Born in the USA box set at the yeah. at the end of the year which would make sense. Um, but so just, does he try to squeeze in this new album within the next couple of months so that people are ready for something else come November, December? Yeah. Um, or or does it wind up staying on the shelf? I, I can't get help but think that if he really wanted to get it out there, it would be out there at this point. But Yeah, and I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I tend to think of this, um, one of the things I do is I tend to record episodes when I can. In other words, when I send out the call, hey, anyone wants to join me for a guest, if I get you know, guests saying yes, yes, I tend to try to book them right away and record it. And so um, technically I often have four or five weeks because I'm only doing one episode a week of in advance. And, you know, and so I kind of try to figure out, okay, well, do I try to catch up and throw two or three out on a week or no, I may run into a slow period. The course of this is, you know, Bruce, you you can make other records. I mean, I I don't know, like, is this something, a marketing thing? Um, Like you don't want to, um, you know, the famous story of Pet Sounds when the Beach Boys released it was not selling very well. And so Capitol Records put out a best of the Beach Boys, and immediately people started buying that instead of Pet Sounds. So is Bruce, like, worried they aren't going to buy the Broadway album if I put this out too soon? Um, And I don't think he is. I think his management team is thinking about that. Right, and he has a certain number of new, you know, products. I hate to use that term. 
but yeah. that he needs to get out every year in his Sony contract, and yeah. you know, I, you know, do you want? You probably don't want to overdo it if you have something you could save to satisfy that clause next year. And I'm sure there's all sorts of business reasons behind it. But meanwhile, the fans are like, okay, new music, let's yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, um, we 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 want new music, absolutely. You know, and and from the perspective of the blog, which I, you know, I've said before, I always I consider it more of a news blog than a like a fan blog. You know, I right. like to talk about what's new. <laughs> and yeah. there's not a heck of a lot new. There's not a heck of a lot to talk about. Although I, you know, and and just because of some of my other projects, which we're going to get into, I haven't had time to do many of the, you know, some of the think pieces I, I um, that I wanted to do. Although I'm, I'm considering trying to put something together, uh, a revisiting of Working on a Dream. The album is 10 years old, and I thought that might be a good. So I've been li- listening to that. It was sort of a, a new year. So if if I do do anything, yeah, you should see that uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I know that um, Dave Marsh and Jim Rotola had a they they covered it, and I yep. was working late one day at work, and I I ended up listening to that at night while I was working, and uh, I know that um, it is not a beloved album. Um, I think that would be interesting to see, um, just to kind of see what what are people thinking, and you know, after some space, um, you know, what's going on. So yeah, very cool. Uh, but we are not here to talk Springsteen, though. Of course, I knew we would. You have another gig, and you are here to promote that. So um, I have been very vocal when you've guessed. Uh, when you've joined me on this, that I love um, your comic strip pet peeves. Um, and I realize you, um, uh, Dave London, uh, is your co-creator, um, but I haven't had Dave on the show, so I always think of it as your strip. But Dave and Pete do a wonderful strip called Pet Peeves, and I've been bugging you like, hey, are you going to do a Kickstarter? Hey, are you going to do a Kickstarter? And lo and behold... I wake up one day, and in my Twitter line, it's a Pet Peeves Kickstarter. (laughs) We finally did it. (laughs) So uh, I guess for those of you coming in late, as they used to say in the Phantom comic, tell us a little bit about Pet Peeves. So it is is definitely a family strip. It focuses on the Peeves family. C.J. Peeves is the dad, his wife Jasmine, who goes by Jazz. Uh, and the kids, Sarah and Freddie, who are in junior high and elementary school. And uh, CJ is, of course, a Springsteen fan, because they say, right, what you know. Yes. So that's, that's what I do. And and as we know, being part of sort of the Springsteen fan community, that there are quirky little things you can have fun with. Absolutely. Um, in, in a strip. And the very first, within the first couple of weeks, we had a... Um, a strip where he's actually at a Springsteen concert, and you see Springsteen in the. This is I should mention it's a family of dogs. Mm-hmm. They act and, and talk like humans, but they look like dogs. And Bruce was actually in the strip as sort of a wolf character, um, and CJ basically collapses from exhaustion in three or four songs before it ends um, because he can't keep up with Bruce, which I think we could all sort of relate to that feeling. Yes. Um, uh, having been through a few marathon shows, so. Uh, so it definitely there is a Springsteen connection there, and as you mentioned, I do with a partner. I cannot draw. I write, I write out the, uh, you know, I come up with the gags, write out little scripts, and Dave takes it from there. We collaborate too on the concepts and the punchlines and go back and forth. And and I've worked with Dave 
literally for uh, 30 years. Uh, you know, we were uh, um, good friends at uh, Tufts University where we went to college, and we actually were co-editors of um, what was called the Etc. page, which was a, uh, a page, like a humor page in the weekly newspaper at Tufts called The Observer. And, um, and that's where we started figuring out how do you uh, sort of, I, I would do the, the prose, he would do the art, um, and we did some fun collaborations there, and we, you know, and I, I still remember, um, it was probably, you know, the summer before senior year, uh, talking about uh, how we could get out of uh, ha- having to work for a living. Said, so, you know what we should do? We should come up with a comic strip. And back in those days, comics were bigger business than they are now. That was the height of Calvin and Hobbes, The Far Side, yes. Bloom County. You know, all of these big, you know, Doonesbury was, of course, still big. Um, you know, it, it, it really was much more a part of, you know, the zeitgeist, if you will, um, than it is today for any number of reasons, one being the sort of decline of newspapers and, you know, sort of the ubiquity of all sorts of other types of entertainment and of comic strips all over the web and everywhere else. So anyway, we, you know, we gave it a, a couple of shots, came close a few times, and never quite uh, got it off the ground. Uh, we had a, a came very close with King Features, which is one of the biggest syndicates, and yeah. we finally uh, passed after, um, this was a strip we did back in the 90s uh, called Gray Matter, um, and that was more, sort of a Friends, although we think, we're pretty sure it predated Friends. So they yeah. said they got the idea from us. <laughs> um, you know, a bunch of single people living in the city and having adventures and um, so we both got got married, had kids, did the whole thing. I, you know, got deeper into the journalism business. He actually became an attorney. And a few years ago, now that our kids are getting older, we said, you know, we got a little time in our hands here, at least more than we did when they were little. Let's give this another shot. Um, and, of course, now we're able to get it out there ourselves. Yeah. So we've been doing it for three years. We do it online. We share it on Facebook. We share it all over the place. Um, we actually did get picked up by this more content now which is um, a news service through Gatehouse Media, where I work, um, but it's a national um, news service that distributes to newspapers and websites around the country. So they picked it up. Um, so we do it three times a week, and they distribute. So now we're putting them together in a book, and similar to you know the way we get it out there every week, we're doing it ourselves. It is self-published, and that's why we need this Kickstarter to sort of get us off the ground, and we've, we've had a real good response so far, and we've got a few weeks left, so it's not too late. Yeah, um, absolutely. We're going to give you the links in the show notes, and we'll say it out loud in a minute. But I did want to mention, and I promise not to get too political, but it, I, I do not get a paper, a physical paper anymore. Um, I was finding myself not reading it, and so um, I stopped my subscription. And then uh, with the last election – I kind of felt like I needed to support a paper, so mm-hmm. so I went to my I went to the Dallas Morning News and I said, "Look, um, do you have an online subscription?" Um, and they said, "Yeah, we do." And so um, you know, I I pay I don't know what it is, but I I pay an online prescription a subscription, and so that way I can read the Cowboy News and the Maverick News, and I can go through when I'm watching TV. I on my iPad, I can take a video, you know, a book, and I can, you know, online, I can kind of thumb through the paper and like, oh, that's an internet starter, I can read it. But the 
purpose of this is the scripts, the the comic strips are so small now mm-hmm. in the paper. I mean, and, and I remember people talking about that. And I remember like Charles Schultz and Doonesbury, Gary Trudeau had pushed against that, you know, um, not to get in a history lesson. But do you know anything about that or can you share? Well, I know in terms, yes, in terms of the, the comic strip, um, you know, the sizing issue that sort of came to a head in the 80s with Bill Watterson, who did Calvin and Hobbes. And he basically, because he was so big at that point, he was able to, and Trudeau, was it was similar uh, with Doonesbury, where they were able to negotiate a size mm-hmm. for their strip. Um, and you would actually see Doonesbury <laughs> running into a separate column by itself bigger because he had negotiated this. And, and you, you'll recall the Sundays of, for Calvin Hobbes in the late 80s, early 90s, they were, you know, works of art. You know, oh, they were, absolutely. And... You know, he really it was. It was like the comics of the olden days, where you know the, right. the comic section was this thick insert that you would get, and they you know get a whole page of Prince Valiant, you know, or whatever. Um, so it was sort of a throwback. But they were the outliers. I mean, the most cartoonists didn't have that clout, and newspapers were shrinking. <laughs> they kept yeah. shrinking, and of course, um, comic strips shrunk with them. Um, they, I mean, the good. That's one of the good things. You know, I, I have. I, I had a very similar um, experience. With my newspaper, um, you know, I'd long since I work at newspapers, and I and my, you know, I do community newspapers, and if I if I, I always say if I didn't work there, I would get my hometown newspaper, and everybody should yes. support your local newspaper. But I'd stop getting, for instance, the Boston Globe because same thing, they were piling up, I had to recycle them, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work. Um, but after you know, in the last two years, I have gotten I've subscribed to the Washington Post, I get the New Yorker online, and it's you know. You feel like you're supporting good journalism, um, and in the case of, of the Washington Post, the, the cartoons look pretty good. Oh, good! You, you know, if you on an iPad or even an iPad, a mini iPad, mm-hmm. you flip it on the side, and and it's a nice readable size um, for those for those comic strips. So it's and they're all in color now every day. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, so I feel like um, it, it, if you are considering getting a, an e subscription to um, your local daily or to one of the more national you know, dailies like the Washington Post or the LA Times, mm-hmm. uh, that is one added benefit. Nice, nice uh, readable color comics every day. Yeah, and one of the things that I really like um, about your online is you can see. Uh, you know, the, the online strip is a nice size. You can um, see... You know, the characters' expressions, uh, you know, you have a lot of fun with the characters, and there is a lot of, I mean, CJ is the butt of the jokes a lot, but in a loving way, not a, um, you know, the dad's always, um, you know, foolish. This is just, you know, there's, there, you know. Uh, my son makes fun of me, you know, like with my comic book geekness or, you know, Linda and them make fun of me with my Springsteen thing. So, you know, with rolling eyes. So I, I just think it's been really fun to see that the the artwork, which is very clean, very pretty, and uh, it, it tells a good story. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that's sort of the, the central sort of, I don't know if you use the word conflict, but... You know, um, in the in the strip is CJ is very um, 
into pop culture. Like I said, a big music fan, big Springsteen fan. He collects vinyl albums. He um, loves comic books. He, he makes the kids go to every comic book movie with him. Yeah. He's a little, he's, he's into cosplaying a little bit. You know, he, he brings Freddie to Comic-Con, you know, and he's, he's dressed in a, I think at one point he has the Star Trek, full Star Trek uniform on. And, um, you know, and Freddie is, you know, who's the elementary school son. He's a baseball, 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 you know, right. he's, you know, he's into sports. He doesn't get the comic book thing. Um, he needs, you know, dad to pitch over the backyard and he, and, of course, he can't throw the ball straight, so he bonks him in the head, and they wind up in the emergency room. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of, you know, very, you know, very much opposites um, among the father and son. Um, and then, you know, you get the mother who is, who, um, she's more into, into sports, so she sort of takes care of that side of things, but she's also sort of in a panic about them growing up too fast, and she has these, yeah. uh, you know, sort of fantasies about them, you know, moving out and leaving her behind, which, uh, <laughs> which she's not crazy about. And, the, and actually, the daughter character, Sarah, we've been working on, on trying to sort of um, figure out her personality. She's been sort of the hardest nut to crack. Um, mm-hmm. and we, you know, cause she, we were doing a lot of the, sort of the typical teen stuff with the, you know, she's on her phone all the time. And, um, you know, but that felt a little too, well, yeah, what else you got? And um, we started to focus a little more on her, like she's, she's you know she's pushing she pushes herself a lot academically she's um you know she she's a you know straight a student that wants to keep it that way and you know and i think that reflects a lot of what you hear about um what's going on with with you know the 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 kids and the and teenagers today are are under a lot of pressure to sort of succeed and to you know be the best they could be and to get the you know highest grades and to get to the best school and um so with that, so we're experimenting a little with that, but I think that makes her an interesting character too. So it is, you know, it's a, it's fun to sort of, uh, you know, pen out their adventures and and the pop culture thing with the music and and his you know love of movies and all that stuff that definitely plays into it quite a bit. Yeah, and um, I like I'm I'm looking at the Kickstarter uh, page and you know, you're mentioning a Sarah being a Broadway musical fan, you know, and I I think that's. That's that's going to be a nice twist because it's kind of something CJ her dad can relate to, but yeah, it yeah. also is not quite. You know, I mean um, Hamilton. You know, compared to Darkness on the Edge of Town, right? Yeah. There could be a little <laughs> bit of change. So I think that's kind of cool. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, we we've had some fun with that, and we have established that CJ was was in the his high school musicals. Oh, uh, because nice. he, has been, he has been made fun of for by um, his kids, who their grandparents told them the stories of him mm-hmm. singing show tunes in the basement when he was a, a teenager. So, well, um, I also think you're getting the, you know, the old cliche. It's funny because it's true. Um, I was at a family reunion, and one of my cousins was talking about that all his kids hate, um, um, you know four-wheeling they now mm-hmm. like he's got these dirt bikes and he's got you know and they just hate it and he's like but i've got grandkids that i can still work on <laughs> and uh you know my son never i mean he watches comic book movies but never was a reader never read comics um only recently became a springsteen kind of fan but i'm like 
I got another shot with grandkids. I can, you know, show them my old Superman comics and maybe I can get one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, I'm I'm sort of going to have to take that same um <laughs> that same avenue, I think. Because this is not, you know, it's it, like I said, right what you know, and it, it's similar here where I I was a big comic book fan as a kid. Uh my son never never was, but he will, you know, and when it comes to the movies, he's going with me, not the other way around. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, exactly. okay, Captain Marvel, two weeks. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, yeah, like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, so he had a pretty good base uh, baseball and football season. Uh, he must uh, have been very happy. <laughs> yes, we are. We should tell your listeners we are in Boston, and uh, they did pretty well <laughs> up here. Yeah. In the last couple of seasons, uh, despite whatever extracurricular activities ownership may be involved in, we will uh, move on on that. But yes, <laughs> yes. oops, yes, um, <sighs> yes. He is. He is pretty psyched. He has no idea how good he has it. Um, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the only way he knows is that my wife was a Red Sox fan. You know, for fifty years. Yeah. Um, her whole life has uh, reminded him on, at several junctures. Mm-hmm. That he has no idea yeah, what exactly. he went through. All right, so um, it's um, if you go to Kickstarter and look for Pet Peeves, uh, it right. will come you up. Search, search yes. Pet Peeves, or or you, we do have a Pet Peeves website, petpeevescomic.com, and the very first thing you see on the top of the page is a link to the to the Kickstarter, um, and it explains the whole the whole strip and um, all the various things you can get. Yeah, I wanted you to talk to me a couple about, share with me, uh, Peter, a couple of those. Well, you know, we have the basics where you get, you know, the book and an autographed copy of the book, and we we throw in stickers and bookmarks and all that kind of stuff. And then once you get into the higher levels, um, Dave is coming up with an exclusive print that we're going to sort of print on heavy stock and send everybody who gives, you know, at that level. And then uh, sort of the next level is he'll, he will draw a cartoon for you on the subject of your choice, so that will be unique to you. Um, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and then um, at the at the very highest level, you get all that stuff, plus we turn you into a character in the strip, which we thought was such a clever idea because we figured, oh, at the most we'll get, you know, what, Three people who who right. at that level. Well, we've already got eleven, which is why it's doing so well, uh, which is great. Except now I got to come up with eleven new characters for well, the strip within you, six months or so after after yeah. this thing ends. So uh, that should be interesting. But it's, we, we're I'm not complaining. We're very yeah. happy that they're giving us their support, and we'll, we'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah, and I did notice you. I, you know, you you did limited as many people do when it's something that specific, and I'm sure you went, eh, no way we're gonna get you know even close to this. Yeah, I, I should have limited it a little more, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but again, you know, very happy. And a lot of them, you know, you never know. And a lot of them, like I said, they're friends and relatives who are very supportive. And some people are not our acquaintances or or fellow cartoonists or you know, and a few. Not many, but a few people we've never heard of who clearly either followed the strip or, you know, were intrigued by the Kickstarter that they found out about in some other ways. And that's always, that's good, too. So um, once we, we have this, the book is, it's the, the inside of it is all laid out. Uh, Dave needs to finish the cover. Um, he has some rotator cup surgery, of all things, 
uh, but is recuperating from that, so he can't draw for a few weeks. So once once he's out of his sling, he's going to be finishing the cover. Then we're going to, you know, so the the idea is, you know, we're going to spend this money on the initial press run of the book, get everybody who backed us their books, and also get a, an initial run that we could then take out. We're going to be going to comic shows and some libraries and stuff like that. Good. Um, where people, you know, at least uh, in in the uh, general Massachusetts area will have an opportunity to uh, come see us in person and uh, and get a copy there. So, um, but yeah, it'll also be on Amazon, and we'll have links on on the various websites, you know. And I've and I've been plugging it with the Bruce fans, you know, with mm-hmm. middle, middling success there. But I, I'll keep doing it. I think it's uh, well, yeah. I shared on the, you know, on the blogness on the edge of town, which is the my Springsteen blog. We shared I shared a bunch of the Bruce related cartoons. So even if you don't want to get the book. Go to our, the Blackest Facebook page and find those just so you could read the Bruce cartoons. I think people will get a kick out of them. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I did want to say that um, you're, I know you're ecstatic that you've reached your goal, but um, this is an expensive project. And I'm sure that you and Dave said, okay, what's the minimum to, for us to have this physical book? But um, the more you raise – the better product it can be, uh, the more you're available because there are there are and you don't get everything. I mean, <laughs> not to pull back oh, the right. corner. There Kickstart are... takes a, a cut, and right. so they, get a, they so. get a chunk, and then there's shipping costs, of course, and yeah, um, printing costs for all the things that we're sending out, and uh, yeah, it's the profit is not really <laughs> right what we're looking for here. Uh, and I don't think we'll we'll be happy. Certainly not from the Kickstarter. It would be great yeah. if it takes off and eventually, you know, we make a few bucks in the book. But we really have no no illusions about that unless we get a really good celebrity endorsement. Bruce, if you're listening, yes, this please. Be, this would be a good time. <laughs> this um, would be a very but, good sign. You know, but but I think you know, and a lot of it is like I said. You know, we we used to really enjoy doing this. Got away from it for for a while, um, and are having a lot of fun returning to it and you know as again with our, our kids getting older i have one my daughter's in college my son is going to be a senior in high school next year he'll be off soon you know i need a hobby yeah, <laughs> you know, you need, exactly you need something to fill those empty hours so we'll be you know working on the strip taking it out to the comic shows and uh i, I think it'll be a, a fun side gig uh you know and uh, who knows maybe we'll make a few bucks from it there you go good anything else you want to share about the kickstarter I uh, know. I think that that covers it. Go to PetTeepsComic.com and you can see the strip there and get a link to the Kickstarter to check that out. And you know, and I, I just encourage everybody to take a look. And uh, Bruce fans in particular, you will find a kindred spirit in uh, in CJ. And I, I should mention he's not the first comic strip character to like uh, to be a Springsteen fan. I know the um, Foxtrot, which yes. um, ran for many years, had a Springsteen, the oldest son of that. Uh, strip was a Springsteen fan and, and went to a couple of concerts in 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 that strip and I know he's he's gotten mentions here and there so uh, you know he's everywhere let's face it yeah and uh, I think the dad in Zitz uh, there's been a couple yep, of he, references he yes it. yeah yeah Maybe so it, it, it's always us old guys who are the dad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah which I I embrace that um, I also did want to give a blatant plug that. Um, there is an option where if you just want to throw a couple of bucks, 
Um, I, I say go ahead and give enough so that you can get either the PDF or an actual edition of the book. But if you just want to thank Peter for all the work he does on Blogness, and if you go there and you read the Springsteen strips, if you want to throw a couple bucks in there just as a thank you, I know he would appreciate it. But Absolutely. Get yeah, the I mean, book. It's going to be funny. That'll keep us, that'll yeah. keep us in coffee. Absolutely. Uh, your $2 donation Yeah. Uh, to keep those creative juices flowing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so uh, Google Blogness on the edge of town, um, and you will find them on the Internet. Um, you can follow uh, Peter on Twitter where he is um, often sharing uh, whatever new spring team news there had. Something you just um, – oh, the uh, symposium or, or – there's a new scholar book coming out. Yes, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, um, Deb Piltman, who is one of our correspondents, uh, came across, a, she lives in Chicago, and they were already um, advertising a, an, an event with one of the editors in this fall. Um, you know, they're very early <laughs> publicity, so that, that's what sort of made us aware of this book, and I found it on the Rutgers University Press. It seems like a pretty... Impressive lineup, uh, Peter Ames Carlin, uh, you know, people sort of of that nature. Um, and also, you know, just some, uh, you know, Richard Russo, the author, is in there. Some some really interesting names. Uh, this is to celebrate his 70th birthday. It comes out on his birthday. Um, and I, I think that should be an interesting one. So I'm going to try to get my hands on a, on a review copy of that, if, if possible. we we'll be able to give everybody a, a sneak preview, hopefully. That will be good. And um, I... We're going to do a quick turnaround on this. This is we're recording Thursday night. I'm going to have this out on Monday because on Tuesday is Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday, and I'm announcing uh, tomorrow you'll hear that I'm doing, um, for some reason, um, I am doing 40 days of Springsteen. Uh, for Lent, um, I've decided to do a new episode every day for the 40 days of Lent. Uh mostly dealing with Springsteen lyrics and a uh, discussion of it. So instead of a Bible verse a day, you're getting a Springsteen lyric a day. They will be three to four minutes at the most. And Peter has volunteered to do an episode. I'm saying it on public because 40, <laughs> no, I have to do it. 40 <laughs> days is a lot of episodes. <laughs> like yes, I, 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 I haven't picked my lyric yet, yeah, but I'm yeah. going to get on that. Yeah, um, I was joking. I was like, I'm up to six. And I was like, wow, I've only got six. <laughs> you know, so, but I think Life it's going to be fun. for a long time. Yes. Um, yeah, but I think it's going to be fun. I, I'm, I'm kind of um, excited for the chance to kind of, I'm, I'm kind of challenging myself. So yes, um, that'll be good. A worthy challenge. Well, good. Um, any other thoughts before I let you go, sir? No, I think we are good. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my pet project, no pun intended. Yes. Um, and uh, thank you for being one of our uh, early supporters. Much appreciated. Yes, um, I was very honored. I was not, um, despite what you said, but you you know, you know, said in Twitter when I retweeted it, you had said you had always said you are going to be one of our earlier backers. And uh, <laughs> um, the moment I saw it, I went immediately and uh, did this. So I'm excited. Um, if you want to be on the show and share your pet project, if you've got a, you know, a Kickstarter that you want to talk about that's 
you know, Springsteen themed, let me know. You can reach us at setlistingbruce at gmail.com. You can call me. You can get us at setlistingbruce on Twitter. I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. Uh, Peter is at Blogness on Twitter. Uh, follow us both. And, uh, you know, so now we'll, um, we'll see what happens. And uh, I, uh, I cannot wait to read the book. And uh, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure when Bruce announces his next project, we will have you back on to talk about it. Excellent. And you will see it, hopefully, on Blogness of the Edge of Town first. Absolutely. Or, or maybe second. But definitely in the top five. Absolutely. All right. right. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.